Welcome to Cattle Connect, your insight into Alabama's beef cattle industry. I'm your host, Kayla Greer, and this is Cattle Connect, brought to you by the Alabama Cattlemen's Association. Welcome, everyone. We are back for another episode of the Cattle Connect brought to you by the ACA. I am joined in studio today by ACA Executive Vice President Aaron Beasley. Aaron, how's it going? Hey, Kayla. I'm happy to be talking about one of my favorite subjects today. Yeah, that's right. We're just going to jump right on in while we're recording. There is a room that sits below us, and it is one that everyone knows as the museum. And so we are going to talk about what that is. The museum is our premier children's educational center that we have here on the first floor of the Cattlemen's Association. There's a a big backstory that comes with the museum. So Erin, just talk about the history of that venue and and how it came to be and and maybe who who do we invite through its doors? Yeah, so luckily we're able to do the podcast today because if it was a day where the museum was filled with children... Oh. It, it'd be too loud downstairs, Kayla, to get this it, done. It's it's um, a noisy office to be in right here where I sit every day. Um, you can always tell when the museum is busy from my desk because it sounds like a, a group of banshees down there. It does, uh, but hey, it serves a purpose. That's uh, right. Museum. It's happy a, noises. It, they're happy noises. It's a special place. Uh, I love when we have, uh, so on the corner where my office is, there's windows and you can see the groups of kids as they come around and when they turn the corner left you know they're they're heading for the museum but little history guys okay so the museum as Kayla mentioned it is on the basement level of our building and the museum came to fruition the the structure itself in 19 in the mid 1990s let's just call it that and um, for those that don't know our building we've always been right here at 201 South Bainbridge Street um, at one point it was 600 Adams Avenue <laughs> because early on the the building was actually just a one-story structure had a, a, a large basement at the bottom of it and you actually entered the front doors on Adams Avenue versus today where we enter on Bainbridge Street and so a little um, fun fact there yeah I guess so and so anyway as things go, you know, as we've grown over the years, there's been a few renovations uh, to the building. And today we sit and have actually, uh, we have two main stories. We have a large attic upstairs, which is a lot of storage, as we know. And then down in the basement, we had the museum. And so uh, when the when the large renovation was done to the building in the 1990s, that is where the museum was was really landed and, and came, you know, was, was built and built out. And it was designed to be a, uh, a children's educational experience. It's a, it's a chance for us to tell the beef cattle story to kids that maybe just don't have a chance to visit the farm. And so, um, again, <laughs> going back to our history, what a creative and just, uh, just man, talk about the vision. Uh, we talk about that a lot, but um, this, this came about, and the museum has been operating since the 1990s. It did receive a facelift in 2019. Uh, Kayla and I, <laughs> fond memories there. Oh, yeah. That was a, a personal pet project of mine and Aaron's, and, um, you know, it was totally worth the effort. I hope we never have to do that again in our tenure here, but uh, totally worth it to see that project come to fruition and, and just bring that venue to the modern child. Um, and something that they can appreciate a little more than maybe what a 1990s child could appreciate. Yeah, I think that's important to note, Kayla, and, and something that is important for, for our members and for those listening to know is that there's never never been any membership dollars spent on the building. Um, it's been through fundraising. It's been through the support of our county chapters. It's been through the support of the Cattlemen's Foundation. 
it's been through the support of this of the state beef checkoff and for de- from donors and a lot of people at the Southeastern Livestock Exposition, you know, over the years. And so it's been a collective effort of, of people coming together to help that vision come to life. And it's served tens of thousands of children over, over oh, the course yeah. of, what, three decades now? Yeah, I mean, we, we boast about 25,000 people a year that come through these doors. And we'll talk about that a little later in the show about where that audience is coming from. But yeah, I mean, just again, those those different branches of our organization here coming together to promote a shared mission and vision, and that is educating Alabama's youth about the beef cattle industry, and not only Alabama's youth, but I mean, we've learned here and we've seen over the years we have a global reach with the museum. We international. We, yeah, I mean, we we've been featured on travel vlogs. Uh, we've had. Australian visitors, we've had Japanese visitors, we've had, uh, you know, Eastern European visitors, just... Your favorite, the British, uh, they come to visit, that's Kayla's favorite. My my friends, the Brits. Don't rely on podcasts alone to stay connected to Alabama's beef industry. Follow us at AL Cattlemen on Facebook and Instagram to get daily news and updates from the Alabama Cattlemen's Association. Let's transition and talk a little bit about the rooms in the museum when you come through the doors what do you see and then not you know they weren't just put there because oh well this exhibit would fit in that room best everything's designed with a mission um there is a purpose for every room that's down there and then we'll also allude a little bit to what it might have been before the renovation and why it changed during the renovation to again meet the needs of that modern child so first and foremost when you come in the museum into the lobby you're greeted by dusty Dusty the Longhorn. Oh, Dusty. Dusty the is <laughs> he is our ACA mascot. As ACA president Chuck Medeiros made the comment one time that he is the most photographed cow in Alabama. And so Dusty greets folks as they come in the door. He's, he's a Longhorn that lived a long and good life on a farm in Lowndes County and was donated to the ACA um, to live on in perpetuity. By Mr. Ellis, By, who served as a treasurer for the ACA for several years. So another another personal donation there. Yes, a perfect example. And Mr. Ellis was one that was largely involved on that capital fundraiser at the time that the museum was brought to life. And so that was just his little finishing touch on the I'd museum. i so. <laughs> <laughs> And it has been a, a very good one. Um, Dusty, nobody leaves the museum without a picture with Dusty. So after they get greeted by Dusty, our visitors will move into the pasture to plate room, which is exactly what it sounds like. That room tells the story of the beef cattle industry from pasture to plate. We walk them around the room, steps one through seven, and they can explore everything from a cow-calf operation to a stalker operation to a feedlot and a packing house. And it involves some imagery and just tells that story of how that the beef animal goes from pasture to plate. And in the middle of that room, We don't want to leave out um, a very important component, and that is that not every bit of a beef animal is used for beef, right? We have byproducts that we are very proud of that make us a very sustainable industry. So we have our byproducts exhibit in the middle of that um, room that talks, we call it the everything but the moo exhibit. And that is because we like to say that we use everything but the moo. When we figure out how to capture that, we'll use it too. Kayla, doesn't that account for what is it? Ninety nine point nine. Yeah, I think, I think the moo is point oh one, right? Yeah, it's 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 a very small percentage. So yeah, I mean ninety nine point nine percent of the beef carcass is used, and we talk about that in that exhibit. Kids can kind of see like a, a playroom, 
a bathroom, um, a, a garage, and explore some of the things that you find in those rooms that are made from a byproduct of the beef industry. And so that room is really cool. And that room is one that did not exist prior to the 2019 renovation. And that's because before then, there wasn't that much emphasis put on the sustainability of the beef industry. There wasn't that much emphasis put on where does my food come from? But we know today as producers and as people who work in the beef industry, that, that is, those are two dr key driving messages now as an industry that we have to talk about. Um, and transparency is key there. And so that room is our transparency mecca for the beef industry, where we talk about pasture to plate and we talk about sustainability and, and we go full force in talking about those things. Kayla, I remember distinctly, you know, just talking about the, the change there. I remember us having that conversation, you know, leading up to 2019 and just the thought of, of putting any picture of a carcass in a packing plant. And, you know, that just wouldn't have been something you would have considered no. when, the, when the museum came about in the 1990s. But, I, you know, we felt like it was imperative to have it in there yeah, telling the story today. It is a part of the story. It's part of the story that we are we're not ashamed of. You know, those beef animals, they are food animals, and it is our job to ensure that they have a good life while they're here and that they move on and we utilize that carcass to its full ability. And that's what we do, and that's what that room talks about. And so after you explore the beef industry from pasture to plate, you move across the lobby. You go say hey to Dusty again and move on back, back past him. And you enter um, a gallery that we call Hoofprints Through Alabama, and that is where we explore the in-depth history of the beef cattle industry through panels on a wall starting all the way back in the 1400s and moving um, throughout and into into modern beef cattle industry history it talks about some of the issues that we've overcome as an industry and it talks about um, just the steps and the the motions and the movements that made things happen and brought us to where we are today and also in that room you'll meet our our other mascot his name is Adam Bambridge he is a um, a, a, a mannequin cowboy named Adam Bainbridge because as Aaron alluded to earlier we are centered on the corner of Adams and Bainbridge streets here in downtown Montgomery so I see what you did there yeah so Adam Bainbridge is our cowboy and he um, he tells the story if you don't if you're not a reader and you don't want to read all the panels um, he does a pretty good job of summarizing the beef cattle industry the history how it came to be and who we are today as an industry. And so that's that's pretty much the front of house um, in the museum. You've got, like I said, you've got Dusty, you've got the Pasture Plate Gallery, you've got the Hoof Prints Through Alabama Gallery. And then you also have a little bit of um, breed oversight so visitors can explore all the different breeds of cattle because, you know, a lot of consumers think that all cattle are dairy cattle, Holsteins, um, yeah, Chick-fil-A cows, right? Right, they're right. Or they're all longhorns. You know, they're a, it's it's not uncommon to hear people go, wow, I didn't know there were so many types of cattle. And in reality, that wall only features cattle that are the, the popular breeds here in the state of Alabama. It's not all breeds. Right. Um, and then behind our breed wall, we have a little bit of association history where we, we brag on all the cool relics of the past here, the ACA. And then we move up the ramp. And Aaron, I'm going to let you take over. Your membership matters. Join the ACA today and enjoy exclusive member benefits, including a subscription to the Alabama Cattlemen Magazine. Learn more today at bamabeef.org join.
Yeah, yeah, happy to take you up the ramp. So um, as you move up the ramp, ironically, you will hear cattle mooing. Um, we added that little sound feature in 2019. <laughs> Folks love so it. People love it, you know. And um, again, Kayla and I can hear that from our offices, so that's that's kind of fun. But the cows will moo at you as you move up the ramp and head back to three other rooms that we have in the museum. As you turn to the immediate right, uh, first you'll go through the cow pen. And this is, you know, Kayla, I think this is just a great opportunity for us to tell the story of, how are we raising cattle? You know, yeah. What are we doing as good stewards of those animals? You know, you know, we use the phrase a lot of times, cattleman care. And boy, isn't that the truth? I mean, you, you look at all the things that are done. So, so we want folks to walk in there. We want you to learn, you know, what are cattle eating? You know, how, how do we handle cattle? So we've got actually uh, another animal that, that was uh, stuffed for these purposes of the museum. I don't know what a better way to say it. So um, Scotty. 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 We love Scotty. <laughs> Plug to our friends at McLean Garrett who donated that calf. Um, thank you, Scott Garrett. Thank you, Scott Garrett. Appreciate that. So Scotty, Scotty's in the museum and he's in a he's in a head gate, a shoot, and so we can talk about you know what what are we doing to to help animals if they're sick? What's some of the terminology? Just basic term, terminology. A cow is not a cow is not a cow, right? That's right. And so uh, we talked about different breeds earlier, but you know what what's the difference between a cow? and a bull, and a heifer, and a steer, all these things that, that we talk about. So that, that's what you're going to see a lot in the cow pen. As you move out of there, we're going to start moving into the product stuff. So we want you to be hungry for beef when, when you leave the museum. That's really the main thing. We want main you to have here. a greater appreciation for the industry, <laughs> and we want you to leave and go get a hamburger. Yeah, so we've got some pretty pictures back there. Uh, great <laughs> pictures of beef, uh, but we also want you to hear a little bit about the nutrition of beef. And, and we know it's a, it's a protein powerhouse. Beef is uh, full of zinc, iron, and protein. And the kids can get in there. And the, we've got a little kitchen in there. They can play dress I up. I love that play kitchen. Yeah, we've got uh, a grill. They can get to grilling. So, so just some play stuff in there. And then uh, as you exit that room, then you move to the last room, which is our rodeo room. Another favorite of the kids. We've got some saddles in there. Where they can play, uh, dress up as cowboys and cowgirls. And we mentioned our, our proud partners, Southeastern Livestock Exposition. You know, they were a big part of this uh, building in the 1990s, and uh, that's their room. And so uh, it does a great job of just educating you a little bit about the rodeo industry and how early days of, of, of handling cattle and, and working cattle, you know, that's what led to the rodeo industry, right, Kayla? Yeah, that's right. And, and those events, you know, it talks about how the events have ranch roots. So somebody didn't just hop on the back of a horse one day and make some money doing it. You know, it started out as breaking horses to be able to use on the ranch. And so we talk about that and how, how those events started out as true operational tools on a working cattle ranch and are today, you know, it's a professional sport that thousands and thousands and thousands of folks love. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so that's, that's kind of round you out around the, up the ramp as we'd like to say. But, um, you know, one thing in the nineties, when the museum first came about target audience, we've talked about that a lot. You know, it's a target audience was the fourth graders because in Alabama, when you're in the fourth grade, you come to Montgomery to learn about Alabama history. And I think anybody that grew up in Alabama probably did that. Probably the thing that Kayla and I, you know, as we were kind of going through and like, hey, how, how do we update this thing? And in 2019, that that still was the main piece. But we definitely had to recognize that we had all these other people coming in. And you even said other countries. Oh, on. yeah. I mean, it's it's wild the number of people that come through those doors, you know. And, and we don't require you to, to make an appointment to come. Um, so there's a lot of walk-in traffic and just 
it, it really amazes me, you know, because we're kind of on the, the back end of the tour part of downtown Montgomery. Yeah. And, you know, you work the opposite direction of us in terms of, of tours uh, for history in downtown Montgomery. But it is amazing to me, the people that will wander down this end of Bainbridge Street to go to the museum and, and the people that go off track of travel plans across the United States because they saw something that said the museum um, in terms of Montgomery attractions. So just really, people are interested by it. Yeah, well, I mean, tourism in downtown Montgomery, sightseeing and such, it's, boy, we've seen a big pickup the last five years. Really, like, you know, kind of pre, a little bit pre-COVID, but after COVID, man, it picked up. I mean, we've had, we've got great exhibits down here uh, related to the civil rights, related to Alabama history at our friends at the archives next door. Of course, the Capitol's two blocks down the road. Yeah. And people want to come see the museum as well. So it's a great chance for us to share our story. And one thing I always like to add in, in talking about that is we have one thing that all of those exhibits don't. We have a parking, parking lot <laughs> where people can leave their vehicles as they, and they can park in our lot and tour the museum and go do all their other tour in downtown that they'd like to do until their heart's content um, and leave their vehicle here with us. The only catch is that they have to come in the museum. And so um, they don't mind that, though, because the kids can play and have a good time. Yeah. And visit the gift shop, right? That's right. That's right. The gift shop is one, you know, again, the things that people buy down there it just kind of amazes me. But they are like, well, we can't find it anywhere else. Our gift shop, um, and you can see a lot of the, the items that are available for sale there if you visit our website at www.bamabeef.org slash store but we've got western jewelry western purses um beef it's what's for dinner t-shirts we've got little trinkets and toys for the kids you know cowboy rubber duckies um if you put a cowboy hat on anything i mean a kid a kid's gonna want it especially after touring the museum they feel like a cowboy or cowgirl themselves and so this it's just a great stop you know after you've learned about the industry and you decide that you want to support it and you're hungry for that burger what better than to grab a cattleman's cap Oh, so popular. Oh, the hats. Cattleman's caps and a beef tag. And a beef tag. To put tag. on your car. Yes. The the gift shop at the museum hosts all of those things and more. And again, you can also view it on our online store on our website. So, Aaron, before we let folks go, tell them if, if they want to tour the museum, if they want to bring their kids, bring their grandkids, organize a school trip maybe, um, what are the hours of operation and just some of the, the generic details of the museum? Yeah, so the museum is open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 4.30. We are closed during the lunch hour from 12 to 1. But, um, hey, the museum is free. I don't know if we've mentioned that yet, Kayla. I don't think we have. Oh, it is free. Um, so it's Free for individuals, free for families, free for tour groups. Yeah. No cost. No cost. So come on in. Uh, if you have a large group, we do like to know that you're coming. So if you're a school group, you know, if you want to, if the whole the whole county school system's coming down one day. We, we'd love to have you, but we need to know Just you're give coming. give us a little call. Ahead yeah, we need to make room in the parking lot for the school buses, right? That's right. So we've got the school groups. Uh, but, hey, if you're if you're a homeschool group, if you're just a family visiting, come on by. Um, I would say if you have more than um, 8 to 10 people, yeah. we, we would like to know you're coming just so that we don't have 100 people in the museum at once. Because it's not the largest museum, guys. But, you know, we can hold 40 to 50 folks here. Yeah, pretty comfortably. And so if your group is bigger than that, don't be shied away um, from coming to tour. Cynthia downstairs, she will welcome you in, and she does a great job of coordinating that. You know, whether that's 50 folks come in at first and 50 stay outside and maybe eat lunch under a little shaded area, and then they swap. That's what a lot of school groups do um, while they're here in town. But I think we would be remiss, too, Erin, if we didn't mention, you know, who's listening to this podcast but Cattlemen. Cattlemen, 
we encourage you to to let your county schools know about this, to let oh, yeah. the schools in your area know about this resource, um, invite them to come to the museum. And as, you know, a Cattlemen's Association, it would be a really cool um, thing to offer maybe support um, for those schools to come down here, whether that's gas money. Maybe one of your cattlemen has a, a CDL and can drive the bus down. You know, one of the hardest things that, that schools have is finding school bus drivers for field trips. So, um, if you can activate a county cattleman in that way and get those kids down here to see the museum, what better way to do that? Yeah, and, you know, Kayla, we've got a lot of our folks, too, that are FFA teachers or school teachers themselves. And so, um, hey, if y'all end up down in Montgomery for, like, maybe a summer convention yes. or something that's going on, please bring your group by. Um, a lot of groups will give what I call the $1 tour, and it still doesn't cost you any money, but we might take you upstairs and show you some of the other neat things that we have on the third floor yeah. of the building. So great, great little member benefit there. A little bit more in-depth look at the ACA along right. with your tour of the museum. That's right. And on your way out, do not forget to stop and get your picture with the beef wagon. The the oh, the, the, beef wagon. the old yes. beef wagon. You know, we have our beef truck that we drive around the state. But the thing that you see that, that signifies that you are at the Cattlemen's Association is the beef wagon that's parked in our parking lot. And today, no, it's not operational. No, we do not drive it. Um, it's off limits these days. It's off limits. It's blocked up. Uh, we've got rocks under the tire so it doesn't move. But what it does do is it serves as a fabulous photo backdrop. It is second only to Dusty as a backdrop here at the museum. Well, Folks, that's um, about all we have time for today, but bring your kids, bring your school groups, bring your family to the museum and tour it um, because you cattlemen, are. this is telling your story and this is a great way to equip your tool belt to be able to tell that story more effectively. Um, so maybe it's somewhere that you can come and learn. All right, Kayla. Well, it's that time for the fast facts. So hit us with what you got this week. All right, we usually only do three fast facts, but this week we've just got to do four. The first one, um, we've talked a lot about the museum this episode. We have a new promotional video out to, to talk about the museum, what it is, why it is. Um, be sure to check that out on Facebook or at bamabeef.org slash museum. Uh, number two, it's the 2024 Alabama Legislative Session, and we are busy. We're putting boots on the ground on Goat Hill. Aaron and I have spent a lot of time down there, so if you have any questions about any legislation that might be rolling around out there, please give our office a call and ask to speak with either Aaron or Kayla. All right, number three, convention is just around the corner. The 81st Annual ACA Convention and Trade Show will be in Huntsville this year, February 23rd and 24th. It is not too late to register. You can register on site even if you'd like to. But if you want to eat meals, be sure to hop online to bamabeef.org events and go ahead and get registered. And our fourth, we won't do this often, but our fourth felt appropriate today because we talked about the museum. Did you know that the museum is listed as one of the top 10 weird things to do in Alabama? You heard it from us, folks. Thanks for stopping by and tuning in this week. Be sure to join us next week for more fun Cattle Connect. Well, folks, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Cattle Connect, brought to you by the Alabama Cattlemen's Association. Be sure to subscribe to get notified when our next episode goes live. And until next time, remember, beef, it's what's for dinner.